0: Welcome to Trauma Queen, where we normalize talking about some pretty hard shit. I'm Jaminika Eborn, your certified trauma queen. I've been working with survivors of assault for over a decade. This season, we will be talking about sexual education. We will discuss how we deal with stressors that come up around our work, societal, personal traumas, and growth. What we've learned and how we have to navigate through our daily lives. And like always, the focus will be on our journey to healing and finding support. In each episode, I'll give three new resources directly related to the topics we cover. For years, I've seen survivors portrayed without their voices ever being really heard. This changes now. Let's heal together. Hey y'all, this is a quick content warning to let you know that we may be discussing some pretty hard things, or we may even bring up some pretty intense emotions. If this is affecting you, take a breath, take a walk, skip an episode, It's okay. Do whatever you need to do for you. We will be here whenever you're ready to come back. Support for this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, BetterHelp, and people just like you. If you'd like to contribute to supporting this work, you can do so by clicking the link in the podcast description. You can donate as little as 99 cents per month to keep us going strong. Every penny you send goes right back into making this resource accessible to the people who need it most. And if you want to show off your love for the show, check out our merch on www.traumaqueen.love. That's www.traumaqueen.love. So I am super excited to have this individual on the show. We got to work together and create a magical box for survivors and their partners so I'm just super excited to have you. Can you tell us your name and your pronouns?
1: Thank you. I'm Candace and my pronouns are she and her.
0: Lovely. Um and you know, we we always start off our conversations asking the same question. Why do you think that your story and our perspective should be heard?
1: So, I was meditating on this question because I actually am a very private person. And I'm, I'm not even that active on social media or anything like that. And, uh, but stepping into my calling as an educator and specifically as a sex educator, I think I realized that one of the most important things in doing this kind of work is modeling the behavior that you want, uh, to teach. Yeah. And so I realized that I, I need to be more visible. I need to share my story, mm-hmm. and that's that's important. And if my story happens to encourage someone else who maybe was silenced or is not ready to share, um, you know, that's that's part of the work that I do. Um, so yeah, that's that's why I think it's important. I think it's important for me to get out and 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 model model what I think, model what I preach.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. How'd you get started into this work?
1: I kind of fell into it. I, <laughs> you <all did>. I, <laughs> yeah. um, it was, it was interesting because I, I actually had literally no sex education to speak of. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even get the talk from my parents. I actually have never spoken about sex to my mother And I didn't even bring up sex ed to my dad until this year. So, uh, and I, and I'm about to be 30. So I've, I've always had kind of a a repressed background or a repressed family. We never talked openly about these things. And when I got to college, I was in my freshman year. I was like, I don't, I don't know what I want to study. And I fell into uh, intro to women's studies class. And it just so happened that, uh, the major that they offer, um, at Harvard is women, gender, and sexuality studies. And I found myself starting to gravitate more and more towards sexuality studies yeah. as I started studying more. And then, um, I ended up going into education. Uh, I became, uh, an educator through teach for America, but I always, thought back to what I learned in my classes on, um, specifically consent and relationship power dynamics. That was like my bread and butter that those were the things that I really loved learning about. Um, and specifically how, um, a perceived majority treats a perceived minority, mm. whether it's like at a cultural level mm-hmm. or all the way down to interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was, that was kind of how I got started.
0: That's really important. Um, and also I I love that. I mean, that's, you know, one of the things I do love is like how you're like, yeah, so I did this thing. This is what, what I found out of it. I feel like that's what a lot of us do. Like, I don't know how I got here some days, but I'm here and this is why I'm
1: here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you, when you think about like the title sex educator, like what does that mean? Like, what does it mean to be a sex educator to you?
1: Hmm. I so I actually I like to call myself a sex and intimacy educator Mm, Um, and the reason why is because I think that when people hear sex they everyone comes at at sex with their own definition of what it means Um, and a lot of times I feel like intimacy is left out of it and so when I tell people when I at first told people that I was a sex educator all of the questions that I was getting were around sexual acts. Yeah. And when I expanded that to intimacy, um, I started getting more questions about, well, how do I talk about these acts with my partner? And -hmm. so the question started to shift because I realized um, for myself, at at least I wanted to focus on intimate communication and just how that, how important that is uh, within the umbrella of sex ed.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And I know you you said that, you know, you didn't get the talk and you didn't figure out, like, some things until you got to college. But when did you, or was that when you started to realize how important sex ed was?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't wake up for years, let me tell you. I, was, I may have been taking classes, um, but I... I had some of the most dysfunctional relationships because I never had healthy intimacy modeled for me. Right. I never knew what it was like to um, stand up for what I wanted, what my needs were, what my desires were, what my limits were. Um, I had a really hard time figuring out how to stand up for that. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, we we all have our own reasons why we, you know, childhood reasons why we develop uh, our personalities in the way that we do. And one of the, one of the things that I learned about myself is that I'm, I'm very much a bomb diffuser.
0: What um, does that mean? So I
1: had, so I, I had a lot of, I have a lot of family members in my family that, that take their anger or their emotion and they are explosive in mm-hmm. their energy. They push outward. And I very early on learned how to diffuse, those bombs. Got it. Um, I learned how to negotiate, um, and compromise, but what I didn't learn how to do was stand up for myself. And so negotiations were always being made in favor of the bomb, not blowing up. Got it. And I took that into my relationships and I didn't realize, even in in learning academically, okay, this is what healthy power structures look like. This is what an imbalance of power looks like in a relationship. This is when consent is being violated. I didn't actually realize how those imbalances were playing out in my own relationships, and Got so it. I had a I had a very hard time um, standing up for my own consent well into my twenties.
0: It, and it's so crazy because I, I also feel like the first time I actually got to, like, really, really stand up was, like, within the last four years. Yeah. It's like we're not taught how to, like, feel good in our own bodies to be like, no, mm-hmm. you will not be doing that. And I'm going to tell you why.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's such it, a
0: disservice.
1: It, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind when I have conversations with people who ask me whether or not it's, it's okay for They're, they're almost asking me permission mm, mm-hmm. to give them permission to tell their partner what their desires are. Yeah. Is it okay for me to tell my partner, am I going to hurt his or her feelings if I let them know that they are hurting me?
0: Mm. And, and
1: it, it blows my mind, but at the same time I was there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I lived it. Mm-hmm. And so, it, and so it's, it makes sense. It yeah. makes sense that we need education, not just around sex, not just around sex acts around our bodies the, around pregnancy and, and all of those things, but we need education on how to treat each other. And we need education on, on how to have difficult conversations around sex, around things that we want how to how to safely and openly set limits with each other and make it sexy so that we enjoy it. Something that's it pleasure sexy. positive. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. And then we'll figure out how to just make it sexy. It's fine. We'll clean yeah. it up. Be sexy. <laughs> um, and I, I know you've been doing this for a while, but like, have you found or seen, what do you see as a, a problem or what problems exist and need to be fixed within sex ed in your opinion? <sighs> hmm.
1: For me, because I'm I'm so focused on adults and, and intimacy, I think that's that's the change that I would like to see. I think there are many changes. There are many changes that need to happen within sex ed. I think that there needs to be comprehensive sex education that starts at an early age. Yeah. We need to be teaching children about consent and what consent looks like in a non-sexual situation. We need to educate teens on what healthy porn looks like and how to be um how to be po- uh, porn connoisseurs you know <laughs> and, and identify whether or not someone is is in a, a healthy consensual situation when they're watching and and you know fully able to identify oh this is what's happening right now or oh that's not realistic this is scripted you know things like that I think I think that there definitely can be changes there. Um, But in the work that I'm specifically doing, I I think that there needs to be that shift towards intimacy um, and that shift as well towards the fact that adults need sex education, too. There are things that come up that are going to be relevant for adults as our bodies change, as our partners change, as our preferences change, as we get older, that are not relevant for a teen to be learning in school. Mm -hmm. You know, there's things like menopause. Right. That's not relevant for a teen. I mean, yeah, a teen can learn that that's going to happen. But what about navigating that? What about navigating loss of libido and vaginal dryness and things like that that are going to start coming up? What about talking about kink and and fetishes? And what if you have one and and how to express that to your partner and and what, um, you know, safe, sane and consensual looks like Mm -hmm. and navigating ongoing consent? These are all things, you know, what if your partner wants a polyamorous relationship? What does that look like? How do you negotiate those things? These are all things that we're not equipped by any standard. There's there's no comprehensive educational tool out there that addresses everything.
0: I totally agree. I and do you think it's because like I I've been struggling with this. Like I don't understand why people are so scared to talk about sexual assault um, <sighs> and trauma because I'm like it affects. Almost all of us or, and it affects yeah. someone, you know, so really all of us will be touched by this in some mm-hmm. way, but no one wants to talk about it. Like they're, they get very nervous and they're like, oh, well, let's, let, you know, let's put on the back burner. And it's like, well, we can't put this on the back burner. Right. Like, no. and it sounds very similar, like my ideals and yours again, this is, you know, this is why we've created magic together because I find like <laughs> our ideals are in line. Um, do you think you've ever had to take a stand for what you believe in within working in sex ed?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think and it's and it's interesting. Well, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe this is common with other educators that you've talked to. I've actually never spoken with anybody about about this in particular and having mm. to take a stand, but uh, my family. Mm. I've had I so I had a conversation recently or well not too recently I guess I guess it was a a, several months ago now um with a family member who didn't want to hear it did not want to hear what I was doing what I was working on and in fact told me that um they held what I was doing in contempt verbatim what now what do you mean (laughs) right (laughs) held held what held what I was doing in contempt verbatim. So I found myself having to explain my own trauma. I found myself having to defend my reasons for wanting to get into sex and intimacy education. um, And then had my own trauma turned against me, (laughs) which, which, was probably the reason I didn't bring it up in the first place. Right. You were, you were all
0: along trying to keep yourself safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those, it was one of those, every, every bad thought that you could have about sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that came up in the conversation. I was like, Oh, I've, I've had this conversation in my head already. This is, <laughs> this is, I'm just reliving it. This is great.
0: Which is the this worst when excellent. it comes true. You're like, God damn it. I mean, I knew it was yeah. coming, but I had helped. <laughs>
1: I, I had hoped you would have had some shred of human decency, but that's far gone. You're like, "Thank you for yeah. showing me
0: who you are. This is exactly yes, who I yes. thought."
1: Yes. Yes, yes, exactly. And mm. so it was um, I mean, it was it was one of those things where um even in creating the um, like co- creating the resources that we created together and I'm I'm doing some extra research and and looking into all the things that you should not do when someone tells you about their trauma. Yes. They did. <laughs>
0: They were like, let me get that list. I want to do them all. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) They made it about them. How could you not tell me? It's all about me. And I was like, this is not about you. This is not your burden. Mm. So, yeah, so I definitely had to. um, I, I, I had to face that. And, you know, I actually it there was something so liberating about having that conversation, though, I have to say. Yeah, I I, speaking my truth and I'm a Taurus, so I I recently learned that like you're ruled by the throat chakra. And so I've just been like connecting everything in my life to this now. But just speaking my truth is so liberating um, that I actually left that conversation more empowered and Mm. more um, aligned with what my vision is and what I want to accomplish, Um, because in defending it, I had to say, yes, this is what I believe in yes, this, this is important. You can't just say that just because it happens doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not going to be able to do enough to change it, Yeah, you know? So yeah, I, I've definitely had to stand up, had to stand up for it. And, and it definitely came from a very personal source, but I'm glad I did.
0: I'm glad you did too. That sounds like you were like, Oh, thank you for showing me who you are, which I already played this in my head. And I was hoping for the better, but you still showed your ass. Um, yeah. Do you find that there's like a connection between sex ed and therapy? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's interesting. I, I never went to therapy um, until this, this year. Yeah. Actually. I love it. Yay. I love when people go to
0: therapy. I just want to throw like confetti at them. Like you did it. You're doing yeah. so fair.
1: <laughs> therapy confetti. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I love it. It's, um, I had, I had internalized a lot of, um, beliefs about therapy and, and how, um, and even though I didn't believe this, I never said it. I had internalized it. I realized, um, that to go to therapy is to be weak, hmm. and it what a harmful, harmful belief that is. Honestly, because I can I can say it's been life changing for me.
0: Yeah,
1: it's really been life changing for me, in the way that I have begun to unpack, um, to unpack traumas, sexual and otherwise, in my life, um, and see them with a different perspective Mm. and I think that sex education on a personal level that helped me start to understand and gain clarity because I think that's, that's really the purpose of education in, in general is to give people the tools that they need to understand themselves and go out and become better learners and educate others. And so, as an educator myself, and working in in the field that I'm working in, I didn't realize how much clarity I lacked mm-hmm. in myself, and in my motivations, and in what was driving me. And so, I think that sex ed and therapy can go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, in, in so many ways. It can be therapeutic. It can lead to therapeutic um epiphanies about yourself. It can lead to therapeutic um uh relationships, like moments that open up your relationship in, in a in a way that where you opened up communication that you didn't understand before or you learned something new about yourself. And then it can also lead you to therapy.
0: Yes, that so, it can. Yeah. And, and I know within talking about that, like this brings up my next question. Have you found, and you talked about it briefly, like have you found healing within working in sex ed?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I, I had, I had a longer path, even though I, I did, I did study um, sexuality in college and then I went and became a classroom educator and, um, where one would think the two don't, the two don't mix. Um, but I had always, I had always been thinking about sex education and, and of course, examining my own, um, I guess you could say dysfunctional, damaged relationships that I was going through throughout my twenties. Um, and I think one of the, the things that pushed me closer to sex education and becoming a sex educator was discovering kink. And I had learned about it in an academic sense and learned about consent and um, negotiation, open verbal negotiation of consent. It was like a wild idea. Oh my gosh, (laughs) people can talk about these things. Um, And I was like, that's really cool. But do people actually do this? (laughs) And uh, that question. was kind of the the yeah right. Um, uh, That was the mindset that I took into it. I was like, oh wow, well that that sort of stuff only happens in books, I guess. And then of and then of course we had Fifty Shades come out, which is I have, I have many thoughts on that, <laughs> but I won't touch. I won't touch on. I have very many thoughts. You know, but, um, me
0: too. <laughs> me as I have, well. I, I
1: have I have I have so many thoughts. They could fill up a book, a trilogy. Listen, even.
0: you're like called the truth. This is called the, the Fifty Shades Truth. <laughs> the
1: Truth of the Fifty Shades, shades of Truth and Beyond. Um, but I explored it myself, and, and there's obviously there's a distinct difference between reading something in the pages of of an, uh, an essay and then <laughs> exploring it yourself. And um, that gave me the space to really know and understand at a deeper level, what it was like to stand up for myself.
0: Yeah. Do you think um, by focusing on like sex ed or in general, have you had any like financial struggles with being like, this is, I'm not going to do corporate. I'm going to try to help people. <laughs>
1: um, you know, it's, it's not, um, it hasn't been the most lucrative yet. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I believe in it. Yeah. I believe in it. And I I think that my mission and my vision are Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. Like they that those are the things that drive me. That's what I mean to say. My mission and my mission my mission and my vision are what drive me. Yeah. Um and when I I feel confident that when I figure that out and when I figure those things out, cause it still is a new, a relatively new business, um, yeah. that everything else will figure itself out.
0: I believe that I believe it's coming, which leads me to, can you tell us like what your company is and like how you created it, why you started it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh my business is the kink kit. Yes. Um we are intimacy coaching in a box. Uh so you get a sexy experience. Uh several sexy experiences uh that come with games, activities and curated toys. Uh and they all come delivered discreetly to your door. Yeah.
0: What what sets you apart? Cuz there's it's like box city these days. Like people love the fucking box.
1: So I know what separates
0: you from the other people that are doing this.
1: Well, firstly that we're an experience. We're not, you know, the birch box for dildos or (laughs) anything like that. And I, I've, I've definitely gotten those questions before. Like, Oh, well look at these, look at these toys. Well, I don't know. What do you think about these toys? I'm like, honestly, it's, it's not about the toys. It's not about the toys for me. And it's really about the curated experience or sex experience, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, and it's about the expertise mm. that curates the the experience. Um, I want people to be able to feel like they can open up a kit and learn something new about their partner every time they open it. Yeah, you know, you have a date night. It's it's not. You know, that the vibrator isn't going to save your relationship. Vibrator isn't going to help you um, learn something new about your partner's boundaries. But the games and activities that we've created can spark those conversations. And then, of course, you get a vibrator with it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you get a vibrator and some lube because you're welcome.
1: But... <laughs> yeah, because that's nice, too. But that's not the focus. That's not the point. I wanted sex education to be accessible to adults as hands-on experiences, and that's what we're providing.
0: I love that. We're recording this season during the month of April, which is also Sexual Assault Awareness Month. I wanted to do something special for survivors this year, and upon speaking with Candace, one of the co-creators of the Kink Kit, I was really moved by the way that they allow people to connect with different levels of their sexuality. I curated every single thing in this kit, We really wanted to create a healing experience and I couldn't have asked for a better partnership. This box was created to support survivors and their partners to find other ways to connect. This box will allow you and your partner to develop mindfulness connection around your sexual partnership, creating pleasure positive rituals and loving communication strategies, all while having fun. There's a lot of shame around survivors having pleasure. Let's change that narrative today. You can get details in the kit, the games included, and the techniques you'll pick up, and more by visiting thekinkitcom backslash queen. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-K-K-I-T dot C-O-M backslash Q-U-E-E-N. And why did you want to create like this particular box? So the box that you and I created um, Mm -hmm. is the
1: healing box. Why did you want to do that box? So, I knew that I wanted to create a a box for survivors at some point, whether it was like a whole line of boxes or just one box. And uh, because of my own experiences, because of experiences uh, that friends and loved ones have had, um, because of the Me Too movement, honestly, that reading all the stories, um, made me very upset and angry and disappointed that the, the common experience that we have is, or the common sexual experiences that we have, um, as, as women or, uh, men or as non-binary, you know, we should be having better sex Yes, and we deserve better sex. Everybody deserves to have mind blowing, fantastic, great sex. And when you don't, when you are violated, when your boundaries are violated and you don't know how to speak up about it and it's very possibly with someone that you don't, uh, someone that you know um, or it's possibly with someone that you're in a relationship with and you don't know how to stand up for yourself, you don't know how to start healing, you don't know how to express what your needs are, you don't know how to identify what your needs are in some cases, you can't start to heal. And so I think for me, it was such an important part of just starting that conversation and, and creating a pleasure positive experience that anybody could access, anybody with anybody could access. And, um, And, and so I knew I wanted that. And then, and then I met you and you were magical. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do this with her. (laughs) And so that was, that was kind of where it started. I I, I knew that I wanted to create something and I didn't know exactly what. And, and so meeting you was, was really the, the catalyst.
0: Oh my God, words of affirmation are my love language. (laughs) I'm over here like, mm, I'm taking this in for my day. This is great. (laughs) but it's it's true there's there's a lot of kits out there and no shame to other boxes I have seen the way they're put together and for me one of the things that makes me happy in the way that I try to move through life is by being very intentional and I think there's so much intention like positive intention and love within creating this box for survivors that it makes me like, I was so excited that you were like, yeah, and then let's do this and this. And I was like, I love all these things. This is amazing. (laughs) And it's Uh, so hard, right? Like when we're working with survivors and we have to be careful and we have to be very responsible. And I think the way this box is curated is done in that way. Um, Can you, can you give us a little bit, like, tell us a little bit like what's in the box,
1: what's in the box? Sure. Uh, do you want me to go into the uh, the toys or or? It's activities? whatever you want to share whatever, with us, Boo. Whatever. This okay. is
0: your time. Shine. Oh, okay.
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for me, I, I think overall, when I think of the healing kit, which came out, just oh, it's so gorgeous. I, I love it <laughs> so much. <laughs> it's Did so it's so
0: it? cute. Dan and I were just looking at it yesterday, and I was like, oh, this. First of all, this shit is huge. Everyone, it's not a little yeah. baby kit. It's a no, solid it ass is. box.
1: It's it, not all the stuff fits in it. It by did the way. not. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's a labor of love. I'm, I'm so proud of it. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm um, more proud of this than, than any of the other kits that we've created so far. I just think there's so much that has gone into this kit. There's, there's fun, sexy activities which are great. They're always great. And we always make sure to have a number of sexy activities in all of our kits. Mm-hmm. but there are a number of different affirming activities. There are, um, there's like boundary work. There are yes. boundary frameworks that boundaries. you can use to communicate with your partner. Um, there are confidence building activities, I mean, yeah, I I feel like it's a, it's a fantastic, like, I won't say that it's a replacement for therapy because it's not, that's not what this is about at all. It's about starting the process of healing with your partner. And so these activities are a really lovely way to just step into the waters with your partner, with open eyes and open arms and just explore together.
0: Yeah. And honestly, it's a box that keeps keeps giving. Like you said, like yeah. every time you open the box, it's a new experience. Mm-hmm. I will personally say um, I have seen pushback and I dealt with it, but <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to handle it. I got it. I got us. But in the sense of people like, well, there's just a vibrator. Like, no, no. it's so much more than just a very pretty vibrator at that. But mm-hmm. there's so much more that that's in this box. Like there's levels to it and the way it's mm-hmm. curated is so that you get to go through those levels together with someone that you love. That's the purpose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think also, um, some of the feedback that we've gotten from our kit users and and also just our intention in creating the kit to begin with is it's, it's kind of like a board game. It's kind of like a board game for sex and you get to play it a different way every single time. So there are different activity cards Mm -hmm. and you can mix and match you can say today we're going to do two three and four (laughs) or today it's going to be seven eight and one yeah um and there's there's also an online portal that comes with the kit that's so yeah so one of, one of my intentions, of course, you know, we're still growing. Um, this is still a growing company, but one of my intentions is to continue to work on that portal and make that a really robust source where you can find additional articles, extra help, um, even more ways to play the games. There's downloadable content on there right now. You downloadable worksheets that you can download and fill out, uh, print out and fill out with your partner. Um, and then some sexy playlists, because who doesn't like sexy playlists? Like
0: this is a full situation. Like you yeah. get get some little, some candles, some vibrations, a little mm-hmm. massage if you want, and you provide the music. All you the only thing you don't provide is a snack. Like yeah, <laughs> bring your own snacks, everyone. But everything bring- else is covered.
1: <laughs> oh, that needs to be our new tagline: The so King <laughs> Kit. Just bring your snack.
0: Ooh, you know what? Go ahead, take that. Go ahead, and use that. <laughs> That's my gift for the day. I love
1: it. I love it. No, and
0: I'm very thankful that this box has come out, especially um, in the month of April, which is a big month. It's Sexual Assault Mm -hmm. Awareness Month. Yeah. And so I'm like, let us celebrate the healing. Like, there's always so much sad talk. Like, oh, you're a survivor. I'm like, stop fucking, stop crying. Stop stop (laughs) putting your sadness onto me. Like, yes, this happened to me, but it is not all of me.
1: That's yes. Yes. That is so, so important. I think it's, it's so important to identify that, you know, we, we aren't our trauma. Nope. And we can't, you, it, it, it's important not to let it become us either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we are not our trauma and we, we have to consciously choose that as well. I love Um, that. but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm so glad we got to tell a little bit about like where you came from because I think origin stories are magical and like (laughs) to also share what's in this box and like just who your brand is, which I think within the sex ed world is going to be really, really, really fucking important. I had to add well, thank you um just, just <laughs> amps it up but I um before you leave us can you mm-hmm. give us like two tips for someone that wants to jump into this industry and like two tips on like how you have survived
1: mm. two tips firstly I would say get your support network get a good support network around you because it is easy to feel isolated. It is easy to feel alone when you get started, especially because so many people need help. So many people need the work that you're going to be doing. Um, But not everybody's ready to talk about it yet. Mm. And so reach out, reach out to your support network, to the people that you know, uh, have your back, um and reach out to people within the network too. Reach out to other sex educators because we are a loving bunch. For the most part. For the most part. For the <laughs> most part. <laughs> you can reach out to me. <laughs> You're like, okay, well um, I can
0: speak for myself. But yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Um, but that I would say that's the first thing. Make sure that you have good that you have a good support system because not everybody is going to be supportive. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't negate the importance of the work that you're doing or the work that you want to do. Um, it just means that people aren't ready to talk about it yet. And secondly, I would say consider, I would say consider therapy. Honestly, that has taken my practice to another level. Because in in seeing a therapist, that allowed me to gain the clarity that I didn't realize I I was holding on to some things um that were affecting my work. Because being a sex educator requires figuring out some heavy shit and talking about some heavy shit sometimes because it's not it's not all fun and games. And I think people assume that sometimes. Um but it really can be difficult work. And so yeah. those would be my my two tips. Yeah. I mean it's that's
0: some real ass tips. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um okay, can you how do we buy things from you? How do we support you? Can you give us all your business?
1: Oh, uh sure. Uh you can go to the kinkkit.com. So that's two K's K-I-N-K kit.com and check out all of our kits there. We have the healing kit um, and we have an oral sex box, presence box, control and restraint. Ooh, and do you have social medias? Yes, we have all the social medias. Um, we're especially active on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at the kink kit.
0: Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much. And I'm so excited to be able to sh- be a part of this with you and for us to show yes. everyone what's in this magical box. Um, so I thank love you. It.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you taking the space to, to hold these conversations. I think they're so, so important and, uh, and I'm, I'm really honored. Thank you. Thank you. Our first resource is Candace's
0: company, the kink kit, Thekinkkit.com is a subscription box for better sex. Think of us like your intimacy coach in a box. Our next resource is GLSEN.org, G-L-S-E-N.org. Their mission is to ensure that every member of every school, community is valued and respected regardless of sexual orientation, gender identity, or gender expression. They have safe space kits, resources for starting a gay-straight alliance at your school, and tons of research. And one of my favorite resources, Afrosexology.com. Afrosexology was birthed out of a desire to experience more sex-positive experiences within the Black community. One that encourages self-agency and promotes love in regards to our bodies, relationships, and sexualities. One that liberates us from the sexual shame and policing that we've inherited from generations of sexual and body oppression. One that follows the tradition of Black sexual politics by seeking out the rediscovery and reclaiming our sexuality. And a resource I'm gonna talk about every episode is our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a platform that connects you with a personal online therapist. They have hundreds of licensed therapists you can connect with within 24 hours. Cognitive therapy has been proven to be the leading most effective treatment for PTSD, anxiety, and childhood trauma. I always, of course, recommend first seeking an in-person therapist, especially in crisis situations. But online therapy is also a fantastic option, especially if you live in an area where you don't have access to a therapist with the black experience, the queer experience, or they're just downright too pricey. With BetterHelp, you can filter to find exactly what kind of therapist you'd like, and if it doesn't feel right with that person, you can be matched with a brand new counselor within 24 hours. You can video chat, talk on the phone, do in-app messaging, and it's available on desktop or mobile. Go to betterhelp.com backslash queen to find your personal counselor for as low as $35 a week. That's dot com backslash Q-U-E-E-N. Thank you so much for listening. This season has been so special to record. And of course, I have to give a shout out to all the people who made this possible. You can find us all on Instagram. Podcast artwork by Zoe Loves Z O I E L O V E S, produced by Boy God King B O Y G O D K I N G, and me. I'm your host Jimanika. That's J I M A N E K I A.